Hello and welcome. It's the Hoops Dramas Podcast. Adam Shalapu and the Prophet Hami Arain. Here we are. It was a rainy morning in the land of Lincoln Hami, but the sun is coming out and it's pretty nice. It's a beautiful day out today. It's about 65 degrees. Uh, I got, uh, you know, I got, I got a workout in. I got my, uh, today was legs day. Uh, it was good. Uh, very tough, very challenging. Uh, I was going to uh, stop by the ATM here, but I guess I could do this uh, in about an hour. I got some time. Uh, but yeah, uh, it, it was very good. It was very, it was very, you know, very wet and very kind of, uh, I don't know, it's, we needed rain, you know. We we need we 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 were kind of due for rain, and hopefully we're we're past that at least for the time being. But today, man, there's no no complaints. The thing is, is that like when it's really nice out, everyone's outside, you know. Yeah. But uh, you know, everyone's on their bikes, everyone's playing basketball, whatever. But no one plays when it's cloudy, and it's it's, it's like this, you know. No one likes to play when it's cloudy. This is true. This is true. Um, it's weird because you know it, it's actually it's it's pretty much the same. I mean, it's it's a little bit cooler because there's no sun, but no one. I mean, you know, people are really weird about the weather. Well, I, I believe it was supposed to rain all day, but yeah, it was supposed to rain at least most of the morning. But it was very very late in the morning. It was supposed to rain all day yesterday, but it was mostly in the second half of the day. And today was just the first. I was the reverse today, so I, I like it because uh, you know we were due for a little bit of rain and. Now it's, it's, we're gone, and hopefully we're going to have a very nice weekend. It's looking that way. You know who's uh, been real nice lately is uh, Russell Westbrook. This, yeah. this, this guy is averaging a triple-double since, like, 2015, December 2015, I saw. And the, the guy's been averaging a triple-double for half a decade. And yeah, I mean, it's funny. I mean, he, he's getting a lot of these quotes now, and I don't know. Westbrook goes through a lot of these streaks uh, where he just go has just like a like a godlike week or two. He usually goes through weeks like that every year, every season. Yeah, he just kind of has this gear that he seems to be able to turn on, and uh, now has the most wins with the triple double in NBA history as of yesterday 132 passing Oscar Robertson with uh, 131 Magic Johnson next on that list 108 now both of those guys have rings and so it don't mean a thing unless you got the ring that's what they say uh, 30 triple doubles uh, seasons in NBA history it's Westbrook's done it three times and then uh, Will Chamberlain and Oscar Robertson have each done it once. I mean, the guy's just been a joy to watch lately. And we're Bulls fans. We talk about that on almost every show. And so it does stink for Bulls fans when, you know, the Bulls are getting blown out by the Knicks. We're a very good team. And then you watch the Wizards taking care of business against the Lakers. And the Bulls just find themselves in a deeper and deeper hole. Now they're two games behind the Wizards who are looking like a lock. The Bulls are really struggling to stay in that play-in race, especially no Zach Levine right now. Meanwhile, the Wizards are 9-1 and one in their last 10. They're the fastest team in the NBA. 
Bradley Beal has been on fire along with Russell Westbrook and just insane numbers really over the last five games Westbrook is averaging 21 points 12 assists and 13.4 rebounds and uh, they've only lost once in that stretch it was a three-point loss against the San Antonio Spurs a game that had to go to overtime and one we said was going to be high scoring on the daily dollar but you're, you're just seeing it this guy's on a different level right now yeah uh if Wizards at the start of the season were probably the biggest disappointment and because of the kind of the talent they had and no one was expecting them to have be a very good defensive team anyway but yeah like I, I'm I'm looking forward to how they're going to finish their season they're playing pretty strong right now uh, Westbrook you know he would look really nice in the Chicago Bulls uniform you know I think I think the Bulls could use a guy like that the only problem is that he makes so much money so much money like, yeah so it's like he makes a super he has a super max deal so it's like so if you get him, it's like you can't really do anything else. But if he were like, if if they somehow made it work where Vucevic and Levine is there with with Westbrook, or if it was just like Vucevic and Westbrook or whatever, I'd like that. I, I'd be a big fan of that because the Bulls are in dire, desperate need for a guy like Westbrook, like kind of the skill set that he brings. Uh, if only you could pay him half of that forty-four million. The only way is, is a buyout. That's the only way to like to, to get him. And it's like it's not gonna happen now, or it's not gonna happen until like he's in his last year of that deal. Yeah. And it just doesn't I, yeah, I don't I don't necessarily see that happening because it it it's turning out to be a pretty happy marriage between the Washington Lizards and Russell Westbrook. And like you said, he, he just kind of does have this this other gear that he's some sometimes just kicks into. And so at this point, I'd be shocked if the Bulls are in the play-in. And I wouldn't be too surprised if the Wizards actually not only get into the play-in, but get into the playoffs. Because right now, they're just about the hottest team in basketball. Uh, who else would be up there? I mean, who who else would you is even a contender? The Suns, maybe. The Suns have been pretty hot lately. The Suns have been super hot. Uh, the Knicks have been super hot. That's right. Yeah, the Knicks have been really good. The Knicks yeah, have been really I mean, good. Eastern Conference, like those are probably the two hottest teams. And, yeah. and at least in the last ten games, they're the only ones that are nine and one. So in this little segment, it's it's the Knicks and the Wizards just on an absolute tear. Um. Yeah, those are the only teams in the league right now out of their last 10 games. Uh, the Nuggets are still really hot. The Suns, like you said, who are just a game out of first place in the whole league. And yeah. and it looks like, I mean, I mean, the Warriors have been 7-3, and three, but, I mean, we can't say that they're hot after that oh. four-four game from the other day. Yeah, against the Mavericks. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't catch that game, but I saw I saw the score and I saw what happened after twenty eight zero run. Yeah, I mean that was such an ugly game. Quick shout out to my dad; it's his birthday today, so happy birthday to my dad! Yeah, happy birthday, Bill! And uh, I gave him a, a gambling tip the other day. He asked me if I had anything that I thought was a lock. I said, "Take the over on the Dallas Mavericks." going against the Golden State Warriors, assuming both teams would be able to score. It turned out only the Mavericks were able to score, but 
they still hit the over. And <laughs> that Mavericks team, every once in a while, just shows how dangerous they can be when they're really sharing the rock. And Luca just makes it look so easy, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm glad to see, because they got off to a rough start too. And I'm glad to see that they are where they should be just because Luka Doncic in the playoffs, that's something I want for the next 15 years of my life. I want to enjoy that in early summer, late spring. Um, and I think that that will be a staple, but I like that they're in the playoff right now. They're going to clinch. The trailblazers are right on their heels, but I do think that the Mavs will hang on. They're just a half a game above Portland, but I think they'll hang on, especially now that it just seems like Luke is starting to come into playoff mode. How effortless it looked against the Warriors the other night and, you know, that game winner against Memphis. It's just oh, like, yeah. 15 to 23 for 39 points the other night against Golden State. I mean, what can you say about this guy that hasn't already been set? Yeah, there's really nothing. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, he's, he's just too good. I mean, uh, but the Mavericks are kind of in a pickle, you know? I mean, like they, they don't like, you know, they got Porzingis who's a pretty good player, but he's not like, you know, I don't know. It seems like Mavs fans are not really seeing him as that second star. And they might need to make a, a big move like this offseason. I mean, I don't know about this offseason, but, you know, like in the future, because like there's going to be a point where it's going to be like you're, you're just treading, you're just like plateauing kind of, and you're not like the best team, but you're like, you're like the sixth best team in the West. Like you're going to be like in like Lillard situation, you know, where you're too good, but you're like individually, you're very good, but your team is not like, anything to be taken seriously, you know? Uh, I mean, I think that they'll be like, they're still relatively young. I think that they could be more of a real contender than the Blazers and the Blazers. They've, they've had their moments, right? Don't get me wrong. If Nurkic was healthy, I think they'd be a contender this year, but it seems like Nurkic is never really healthy. Or at least not a hundred percent healthy, but if he, yeah. but he is, he's a top five center. Yeah, he's had a bad, he's had a bad couple of years here. Uh, the Blazers, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just, it's tough because that's the hardest, that's the hardest step to make when you're like the sixth or seventh, eighth seed, whatever, fifth, sixth, seventh seed, and then making the jump to the third, first, second, third seed. You know, that's, I mean, like that's like you have to have like so many things to go right, and I don't know, I, I just. In terms of, because I, I don't know when the Mavericks are thinking championships and stuff like that, because it, it's at least like two years away before like they they really start like making that big step. But I guess next yeah. season, I mean, it's going to come down to like you know how many, you know, it always comes down to whoever had the best start. You know, like Jazz this season and the Suns have all been they've been very healthy and they got up to hot starts both of them. And I know the Jazz kind of fumbled like a little bit in, in the last week or so, but. And I, I think they're still like a game ahead of the Suns because they both won yesterday, right? So I think they're still a game ahead. Uh, unrelated, but that's a, that's a really interesting finish to see there. Uh, but yeah, well, in terms of Dallas, like I I'm looking forward to seeing Doncic's career. Uh, I guess like from you know 
from last year onwards. I mean, he's just had a great season. The guy is unbelievably clutch. It's actually, it's, I mean, it reminds me of Jokic. I'm just like, it's, it's amazing how this guy is always getting his look like at the end of, at the end of games. And he's, it's always that step back from that one spot, like in the left wing corner or whatever. And he's just drilling it because I won against this. Was it the Celtics? I think that game winner against the South, that was fucking great. And I remember I was watching that one live. And then this one against the, cause that one against the Celtics was a very cold blooded game winner. This one against the Grizzlies was just crazy. That was a circus shot, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, he's floating and, through space, just kind of flips it off, off one yeah. hand, falling over, and nothing but net. I mean, it was like a David Blaine magic trick. Luka Magic, man. I mean, like, I, I, that's a great nickname for him, Luka Magic, because that's what it is. Yeah. That's what it is. When and, we come down to the last couple of minutes, it's like, give it to Luka, it's Luka Magic time. And, and he's a lot like Magic Johnson as a playmaker, too. Just an absolute genius. Super fun to watch on the fast break, much like, you know, those old Magic Johnson games, those uh, old Magic Johnson highlights. And uh, I wrote an article, my first article yesterday for uh, Pro Sports X. They, they reached out to me, asked, them, asked me to be an NBA writer for them. And I wrote an article on the best players or the players with the brightest futures under 23. And Luca was number one, of course. And uh, the main thing for me is he's just kind of has that Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, LeBron James type build where physically he's big enough to play any position and mentally he can really do anything one through five and such a brilliant passer. And his post game is just unbelievable. There's not much he can do, whether it's the step back three or the post. I think he might be like him, Damian Lillard, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, and Jokic, I'd say, are the most unguardable players in the league. What make him and Jokic so unguardable, along with their ability to score themselves, is just the vision and awareness they have for the rest of the team and how to manipulate the defense. Yeah, I want to be. Uh, I want to see Dallas against Denver in the first round. It would be great uh, because I do want Denver to make that second round at least, which I think is their ceiling. But their ceiling could be the conference finals if you know they really, you know, if Jokic plays really great and Michael Porter, which I could definitely see them, you know, sneaking into the conference finals like that. But then they get destroyed in the conference finals. Uh, but I, I think their ceiling is the second round, and I would just love to see them play against Dallas because I don't want to see them against LA. Well, yeah, they'd have to probably catch the Clippers or the Lakers fall down to the sixth spot, and then oh, it's a four right. or five. It, it's but either way, I, I, it's, just behind. there's a real chance it happens. There's a chance that but the Blazers are also right there too, right? It's only a half game with the Dallas, right? Yeah. It's like stay behind. So, so there's like three different scenarios, three different ways this could happen. Dallas – gets up to the five or okay, yeah. nuggets get up to the three uh-huh. or somehow the nuggets get up to the two and the Mavs fall down to the seven. I, I just got a gut feeling, homie. I, I think it is going to happen. And I think that that would be the series of the first round of the NBA playoffs. When you get to see Luka Doncic go against Nikola Jokic, two of the most entertaining players in the world. What if the the battle for L.A. was in the first round? (laughs) Oh, man. 
I mean, that would just be classic. I I wouldn't be a fan though. I mean, maybe, maybe the, I don't know if the NBA would want that either. Like the the league office. Well, I, we'll call them the caucus. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd I'd be glued to my seat. Uh, all right, we got one more team to talk about. Unfortunately, they really deserve it. Uh, but before we get into a little uh, football talk, and not the kind you think, uh, the New York Knicks, as we mentioned earlier in the show, took care of the Chicago Bulls. They're now, <laughs> I mean, they're on fire, man. They, they couldn't quite win 10 in a row. They were up against Phoenix most of that game, but uh, I gave my dad another tip. He's, he's been getting great tips this week. I told him when the Knicks were down eight, I said, put money on the Knicks to win on Moneyline now because – I'm sorry, for the Suns to win on Moneyline now because they'll come back and win. And they did. Uh, they won that game by eight points, 118-110. But that's besides the point. The Knicks are now 35-28. and 28. I think they're pretty legit. What's their ceiling? Probably the second round. You don't think there's any chance this team gets to the conference finals? I mean, there's a chance, but they're they're not better than Milwaukee. They're not better than uh, Brooklyn. They're not. I mean, well, I guess they'd be playing one of those teams. Uh, well, where are they now? Are they a fifth seed? They're four. And so, if the it all ended seed. today, they're playing the Hawks, and I I probably like them to beat the Hawks. Yeah, I like them against Atlanta, uh, but then then you're playing against Brooklyn and yeah, or, or Philly. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I'd probably agree with you. Second round max for them. But they'll probably make it six, maybe seven games in that second round. Yeah, they could, yeah. I mean, if they play against the Nets, that would be a pretty fun series, by the way. Brooklyn versus uh, Manhattan. I think uh, I think they could they could maybe get, it, get it push it to five uh, with uh, all their might. I think, though, uh, I – I could see. I think Philly is going to end up number one. Actually, I think Philly really? will end up number one. Yeah. And so I think I think that will be very interesting. The Knicks versus Sixers. I think that can. I think Sixers and six there. Knicks Nets would be so much fun because you have the best defense in the league with the Knicks against the best offensive league with the Nets. Yeah. And in that yeah, case, I think offense would be defense. But I do think that the Knicks. I mean. They, they've had the best defense in the league all year, and Tom Thibodeau's fingerprints are just all over that team, and you can really see it on a nightly yeah. basis how, how special they are. Uh, I mean, it's, it's a classic Pips team. Oh, yeah, totally. And, and then, you know, leave it to him to turn Julius Randle into a superstar. <laughs> you know. Classic. He's been extremely hot lately, but he, he's had such a good season. Uh, but this last little stretch, he's just been untouchable. These last five games, he's averaging 28 points, nine rebounds, four assists, and shooting an outlandish 56% from three. One four of seven from three last night against the Bulls, 34 points. It, it's kind of like Tibbs took Joakim Noah and Luol Deng. <laughs> yeah, into one, yeah. Yeah, without, I, without the defense. I mean, he, he's been good defensively, but those guys were like all league defenders. Yeah, yeah. But just like that point forward, that, that stretch four. I guess the big point is Thibodeau just 
gets the most out of his guys, no matter what. And that's someone who's had tremendous potential. But you talk about a three and D team. The Knicks are just going to be a tough out holding teams to 104.7 points per game. And they're fifth in the NBA in three point field goal percentage. They don't take a ton, but they hit a ton uh, shooting 38.7. And so they're, they're going to be a tough out, but I, I got to agree with you. I just don't see them getting past the second round because things are destined to get pretty muddy, pretty fast. Yeah. I mean, even in round one, I mean, that, that can easily be a seven game series against Atlanta. If that, if that were the case, or it could be whoever, whomever else it, it would be, whomever, whomever else is around that area, four to six uh, in the East. I know the, I mean, I know the, the, the Celtics are kind of been like back and so like that climbing slowly. Uh, they're their sixth spot now. So they're only, they're only two games behind the Knicks. So, and then there's Miami, who's also kind of creeping up. They're Miami's like in the been hot. Yeah, that's another team that's been hot. Yeah, Miami's been looking pretty good. They can't beat our Bulls though. That's which is a good thing. So, yeah. uh, but on the next, I mean, how about that guy? Quickly, that guy, man, they, that guy is a very confident guy. I, okay. Yesterday, he shot like three threes from like twenty nine feet. Like he was just throwing them up. He made I think one of them, but like he he shot like three possessions in a row. I'm like, who is this guy? This guy is like shooting from way out with like twenty on the shot clock. But and Nick he's so much fun with D Rose. I love the lineups with them both out there together. Yeah, they got this nice three guard lineup out there. Yeah, I kind of like the Knicks. I, I I hate to admit it. Oh man, I I like Madison Square Garden. I'll leave it at that. Fair <laughs> enough. I I haven't played two K in a few weeks, maybe a, a month or two. But the next time I play, and I really only play in, against people in person now. But the next time I play, I'm going to be the Knicks. I got to try them out. It's time. Uh, anyway, what would be a good matchup against them? What would be a good matchup? Just like just like an even matchup. Pelicans. What would you? Pelicans. Okay. Like two good teams. Pelicans have more stars. The Knicks are better. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say like the Pelicans are. I mean, like they, they got because like, I, I feel like Zion in the video game is hard to play with. Is he? I haven't I haven't played enough with him to give you an honest answer. Okay, yeah, yeah, because I feel like his, his skill set's so like like if it was NBA Jam, he'd be incredible. I mean, he pretty much makes it NBA Jam in real life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, that block, he, got, he got rejected at the rim yesterday for the win. Yeah, some people thought that was a foul. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not surprised, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't think he's losing much sleep over it. <laughs> yeah, they'll be okay. Uh, let's move on to some fun stuff here. So the NFL draft starts tonight. It's no secret you don't like the NFL, and you know what? I have lost interest as well. I am a Bears nihilist. That means, Dude, I feel so. Why do you? Why would you associate yourselves with that franchise? Well, well, that's why I'm a nihilist. I'll watch, but I'm dead inside. Nothing matters. They can't because hurt me anymore. I'm emotionally they're the same, checked they're out. In the same situation. Same situation. The Bulls were a couple of years ago, like last season and a couple of years. Ago. The the Bears were my wife for a long time. Now they're just my <laughs> fuck buddy. You, know? <laughs> you guys, you're taking a break. You guys. Oh yeah, I mean it's. The break of the century. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, 
I, I was about to switch to the Broncos, but now I'm back in Illinois again, so I, I can't just do that. But what really about the, the only team I'm rooting for is the Foo Dogs, my fantasy team. <laughs> and they've won two championships in three years. What about the Browns? Would you ever consider rooting for the Browns for like a season or two, maybe like a loan season? You know, kind of, you know, on, on soccer, there's like loaners. You can loan players or whatever from other teams for like a season or for a few months. No, I've always considered like too ugly. No. Just too what ugly. About the, I can see you rooting for the Bills. What about the Bills? I can see. Oh, you yeah. My dad's them. name is Bill. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. I'm already Happy a Bills birthday fan. to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Bill. There's a football team named after you. Uh, that's perfect. Yeah, fun fact, the Bills are named after my dad. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know who came first, the Bills or Bill, but facts are facts. Anyway, uh, so let's have a little fun with this. They always have these big boards with the NFL draft, right, on ESPN. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's on the big board. Josiah Johnson out of Arkansas. He can throw the ball a quarter mile. He, he's got – Three legs, which is one more leg than most people who have legs. <laughs> Unless you're a dog, it's one less. But he ran Jimmy a 940, and he can bench press 600,000 pounds. I saw him lift a Mack truck. You know, what was no, his 40? What was his 40? Two. Hey, uh, is, is this breaking news here from Josh Slayer? Do you see this? Oh, yeah. Rogers wants out. I did see that. Really? Yeah, he wants really? out. Well, well, there's your there's your calling card, Chicago. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, that'll be certainly uh, pretty interesting. But yeah, so if you were to make a big board, give me your five players. Unless, unless we'll do it together. So okay. five players that you would target, NBA players that would be awesome in the NFL. I feel like. Uh... Well, obviously, you know, you, you want, you got the quarterback, right? And a guy like Jokic is like a good option or like, uh, like Lonzo Ball, I think would be a pretty good option. Yeah. Um, Jokic would stand over the pocket. He'd have no issue with that. Some of those yeah, Jokic, Jokic probably is your best bet for that because he's so tall. Uh, who's the tallest quarter? I mean, I know Tom Brady was like, he's like 6'6", six, six, right? 6'7", six, something like that. Oh, I don't know. I, I know Brock Osweiler, the human giraffe out of Kalispell, yeah. Montana. He was 6'8". He's six eight. I, I I remember there was there was one like all time legend quarterback who was really tall. I think Mike Glennon in Montana was six eight too. Who? Mike Glennon was also like six eight. Oh yeah, legend, <laughs> Hall of Famer. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I know there was like a I don't know if it was Joe Montana or something. One of those like amazing quarterbacks like from back then, maybe Marino. I don't know, but I don't know one of them was really tall, like six eight, six ten. I don't know something like that. I haven't heard of anybody six ten. Terry Bradshaw was he really tall? I, uh, I could I could look it up. Maybe it was him, but yeah, a guy like Jokic would be great. Bradshaw six three. Okay, so he's not that tall. Okay, never mind. Well, I feel like number one on the big board has to be LeBron James. Oh, of course, yeah. That's Wide actually receiver, yeah. Tight end. Yeah, he could probably play quarterback. Yeah, probably offensive weapon. I mean, he, he's the, I mean, like he's the team in the NBA. So he, I feel like it'd be the same in the NFL. Like he'd be the team. Yeah. Put him <laughs> on the Browns. Oh dude. Imagine him in a, I used to watch a lot of arena football. 
I used to go to a ton of Chicago Rush games because my friend's dad was one of the doctors for the team. Oh, one, cool. of the, one of the trainers or whatever for the team. Shout out to Raj and Kana, Dr. Kana. Shout out to you guys. You guys always take me to Rush games, Bulls games, all that stuff. Great times. Uh, very thankful for you guys. But he, uh, LeBron James would be the greatest arena football player ever. Because usually both, usually those guys play both sides, like offense yeah. and LeBron James would be the greatest. Just put him at that. safety. Yeah, you put him at safety and you could also put him at quarterback. You can put him in different positions. You can put him anywhere you want. Yeah. Now, Another where would guy. LeBron, what position would LeBron be on a baseball field? Oh, man. I would put him at in the outfield and just have him rob home runs. That, that's a, Yeah, that's actually a good idea. I was thinking something like first base. I don't know. Because he's really tall and it's just like, you know, I guess – you know, and I guess my another another option was catching, but I feel like LeBron wouldn't suit well in catching. I feel like you'd have know. to use his jumping ability, third base or the outfield. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe shortstop. I don't know. If you if you got a little more lean and, and fast, he'd almost be too high for short or too tall for shortstop. Yeah. Yeah. Those ground balls might be an issue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, back to the football field. Yeah. Like LeBron's probably your first bet. Yeah. And uh, I mean, like, who who else who who do we know that played football? I'm not sure. Maybe we can hit a Google. Sheer athletic ability, though. I mean, obviously LeBron played football, and I know, like, you oh, know, of course. Anthony Edwards. Oh, duh. Yeah, that was the guy who said he wanted to play football because yeah. he danced a lot, which I, I think he was joking because now that, now that we know a little bit more about Anthony Edwards, he's definitely a troll kind of guy. Okay. He's a very funny guy, apparently. So, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he was kidding about that or if he was kind of exaggerating. But, yeah, like, he, he, he'd probably be a good wide receiver. Oh, yeah, or a hell of a running back. He's so shifty. You know who I thought would be a good running back, who I always considered? Marcus Smart. Yeah. Goal line back. Psycho. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see Marcus Smart being, like, you know, or maybe like a hard-hitting safety, just like kind of that Tyron Matthew energy. Oh, yeah. That's really yeah. That's really good. I like I like smart on both ends like that. And, and of course, a guy. My team is going to be my side's going to play both sides. We're going to play forty style. I like we'll that both sides. Yeah. Did they do that in the sixties too? I don't know if they did that in the sixties, but I feel like in the forties they do something like that. Chicago Bears forties dynasty. Broncos dynasty. Linebacker yeah. and fullback. Oh my god! Yeah, you're right. That was a full court trap. Sure was. Uh, Zion Williamson. Yeah, that, that's another good option. Like, I feel talk like about a red zone target. Oh, yeah, yeah. 6'6", 285, uh, just throw it up to him in the end zone, and everybody's screwed. How about Moderna Pfizer Johnson? I feel like he'd be pretty good on the football. Oh, tight he'd end. break. He'd break. Yeah, he'd, he'd be snap good. snap in half. Yeah. <laughs> like, all oh, the, so all the skills are there. If it okay, was a, okay, okay. If it was what, a flag, what about, what about Aaron Gordon? Aaron Gordon? Ooh. Tight end? I feel like Aaron Gordon played football in high school. I, I could, I, I'll give you Aaron Gordon, sure. Hmm. I, I don't want to give anyone like who's too obvious, but like, you know, like I feel like you know Kyrie Irving could be a good running back. James Harden, James Harden, the masturbator, could be a good running back. <laughs> I, I don't know if he's fast enough, but he'd have the vision for it. He'd have good vision. He's also he's very he's huge. Yeah, I like the tank that guy. He's he's really strong. But I guess it doesn't really mean much if you don't know how to use your body, like your balance. Because he's really good with his feet, too, Harden. Yeah. <laughs> the masturbator, really good with his feet. Uh, 
Yeah, who who else would be? Because obviously, you know, like I feel like Jokic and like those kind of guys. I feel like that's too obvious because like they're just too good. Like they're too good at passing and stuff like that. Well, uh, I can think of a lot of these uh, NBA or NFL players that used to play college basketball, but I can't think of any uh, NBA players that used to play college football or anything. The only one yeah. I can think of is Charlie Ward, the Heisman Trophy winner. I oh, think yeah. that was nineteen ninety one. Yeah. Of the New York Knickerbockers. What position did he play? He was point guard. Oh, and quarterback and point guard. Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, I, yeah, I remember he was a point guard, but wow, he's quarterback. Wow. Wow, really impressive. Apparently, pretty good. Yeah, so, Heisman. Yeah, that's crazy. We we got LeBron, Zion, Jokic. Let's throw Marcus Smart in there. Who, who's our fifth one? Uh, we have Aaron Gordon as well. Okay, think, Aaron, you know, Gordon. Aaron Gordon. He, he could be off the bench. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, who, who else could be having in here? I mean, yeah. Let's pick one more. How about Rishon Holmes? He's a very good passer. Okay. Yeah, he's but physical. he could also be like a tight end or whatever. Yeah, good blocking tight he's end. Threat. He's like he's very he, like he's another guy who's very good with his feet. He's very very smart player. He's low key very smart player. Yeah, in front of like, Chicago. You don't really think of him, and like he's like a great passer. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can go with Zach Levine for a wide receiver, or uh, yeah, probably wide receiver, right? He's kind yeah. of thin, but like he's very fast and he can jump. Oh yeah, unbelievable body control in the air. I like Lavina's receiver for sure. Boba Marjanovic, offensive lineman. Yeah, just bully. Yeah, I like that. All right, so wrapping up the show, we uh, guess we save this for last. We talked about doing it first. Yeah. We wound up doing it last. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna go through tonight's games. It is about two o'clock central time right now and so i'm pulling up the the games and the reason we saved this for last is frankly there's just not a ton of great games tonight uh there's a lot that should be one-sided but you know how it goes weird things happen every single day and so there will be some update uh, uh upsets but honestly i look at every single one of these games and it's it, it just seems obvious who, who should win. It never really goes that way. I, I can uh, see the I can see the Warriors Timberwolves. I can see that being the game of the night. The Timberwolves have won three in a row, and the Warriors apparently forgot how to put the ball in the basket. Yeah, yeah, I, I know the Warriors were playing pretty well before that horrible, horrible game. But I think this will be a good. I think that will be a very close game. And Kelly Oubre's out. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Uh, is quite interesting. What are your, what are your thoughts? Who are you going with? Uh, well, I got. I'm going with my team. Obviously, my second team, the Warriors. I'm going to go with them winning, uh, 106 to 104. 106 to 104. Interesting. So that's a 110. So you yeah. have to stay under the the. It's 234 is the prediction. Oh wow. I think the Warriors wake up a little bit after their sluggish night. I'm going 121-115 Golden State. Yeah, that's a close game too. Yeah, so I think they barely cover, and I do um, – I'm like right on there. Don't touch the over-under. That one – I think it should be high scoring. I. Uh, it seems like you think it might be a little under, though? 
Uh, I got, I'm, I'm going to make mine 116, 114. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bring it up. Still under. All right. Yeah. Still under. Yeah. So consensus Warriors. All right. The Oklahoma City Thunder are uh, getting eight and a half points against the New Orleans Pelicans. No Stephen Adams, but we do have Willie Hernan Gomez going out there. Still no SGA, who is yeah. also on my list of best players under 23. Uh, this should be, I, th I think the Pelicans cover. Uh, it's, it's a 231.5 over under. I'm going 116 to 108. So they just barely don't cover. Ah, uh, no, they do. 106, 116, 104. So they'll win by 12. I really like yeah. New Orleans here. Yeah, I got pretty much that same score. I got 114 to 104. So okay. 10 point. So we're both taking New Orleans to cover. Uh, yeah. The Denver Nuggets, who are fresh off a tough game against the Pelicans last night, are now hosting. This could be a very tough one. Yeah, this, this one could go either way. This it could be it the sounds game like a night. trap game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the Raptors visiting the Nuggets and uh, Chris Boucher, Gary Trent Jr., Fred Van Vliet, and um, who is this Watson? Dr. Watson, Paul Watson. Never heard of him. He's out. Now for the Nuggets, uh, no word yet on Michael Porter Jr.'s game time decision. Will Barton is out. Monte Morris is out. So it's also kind of an under – I don't know. Not a very healthy Nuggets team, homie. It makes me nervous. This, If there's one that goes the wrong way, I think it's this. But I still think that the Nuggets hang on. I'm going 109-105 Nuggets. And I, I'm taking the under. Similar score. I got 109-104 to 104 Toronto winning. Wow. Okay. So we got a toss up there. Yeah, it's going to be a good right. one. I think, I think this might be the game of the night, actually. I mean, it those two, the Warriors, Timberwolves, and Raptors, those are those are pretty good games. Yeah. The Houston Rockets, 15 and 47 on the year. Not their best year. And a lot of players out. Dave Nawaba, Daniel House, Eric Gordon, uh, Sheldon Brown, or Sterling Brown, excuse me, Avery Bradley and DJ Augustine all out. Giannis is a game time decision. Devin Chen is a game time decision. This smells like uh if Giannis doesn't play, Chris Middleton goes for 40 kind of night to me. Yeah. The way the Bucks should win. And I think they'll flex on him. 124 to 104, Milwaukee. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I got 117 to 96, Milwaukee. Okay, I like that. Like that. Holding them under, under 100 points. All right, the Indiana Pacers, who do not have DeMontis Simonis or Miles Turner, hosting the Brooklyn Nets. And uh, Harden and Irving are out against the Nets, but or against the Pacers, rather. But Kevin Durant's playing. Joe Harris is playing. DeAndre Jordan's playing. Blake Griffin's playing. I think they're going to be fine. And I'm, I'm taking the Nets uh, to win this relatively easily i think kevin durant goes off 120 to 106 yeah i got 123 to 109 so similar scores all right 
Well, that gets us through all our games. We did uh, Dallas-Detroit. Did we do Dallas-Detroit? No, we didn't. No, we didn't. Okay, this is our last one. We got Dallas-Detroit. This could be a decent one, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in Detroit, and they like to stick around till the fourth quarter, and then they remember that they're tanking. And so <laughs> it'll be a close game till late. Game time decision for Chris Epps-Rzingis. Uh, game time decision for Josh Richardson. Game time decision for Luka Doncic. And um, so keep an eye on all that. I wouldn't touch. I wouldn't touch this one unless you know who's playing. Uh, especially if it's like the Mavs bench against the Pistons, it could go either way. I do think Mavs win either either way. I'm going one fourteen to one hundred three Dallas. So I'm taking the over, but it'll be close. Yeah, so I got under two thirteen. Yeah, I got uh, 106 to 101 Dallas winning, and that's assuming that, you know, Luca's playing. Okay, so you're taking the under there. Okay. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you for listening. Evan Buttress is our graphic designer, the Wax Cowboy. If you like the art, check that out. If you like us, please leave us a friendly review on Apple Podcasts. Really helps us uh, get the ball rolling, helps people find us. You know, all those computer people doing their computer things. They understand it better than we do, but there's some sort of algorithm, I've been told. And uh, it will help us show up in searches when people are looking for their NBA podcasts. And thank you if you've been uh, one of our supporters so far. Uh, Shout out to Chicago. We're officially back. And and, uh, hopefully we'll be talking some high school hoops even uh, coming up. Such a great place for that. And uh, Hami, as always, my friend, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Yep, thank you. Hey, do you think T.J. McConnell could be the next Wes Welker? Let's put him on the big board.